Well, hey, everyone, this is Heidi St. John, and I hope you guys are having a great week. I'm going to do something I've never done before here at the show, and I have all seven of my kids in the studio today. We've been working on this for a while, trying to coordinate schedules, and we're going to spend the next little bit of time talking about homeschooling from their perspective. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. Well, here we are in the studio with all seven of the St. John kids. And I get questions all the time at the show routinely. I would say once a week at least about what homeschooling was like for my kids. And so I thought I'm just going to invite them and I'll let them talk for themselves because that's what we love to do at the St. John's. And I'm glad you guys are here. Welcome to the show, you guys. Thanks. Hello. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having us. <laughs> love all of us at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And so... So let's just, I'm going to jump right into the topic of homeschooling today. And I imagine the conversation, it's worth noting that Thatcher's in the studio. So you guys are going to hear our youngest grand, there he is. <laughs> our youngest grandson. How old is Thatcher now, Savannah? Be six months next week. And what did you notice right before we were getting ready to record? He just broke his first two. Oh, good job, Thatch. <laughs> Big day. Big day. So, uh, Sydney, I'm going to start with you. Oh. I'm going to put you right on the spot this morning. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about you and kind of where you are in your education. So you're a senior this year. And kind of what what is it that, that you're all about? You're, you're into music, right? Right. I play piano and I like to write songs. And I'm just trying to finish school. <laughs> You tried to finish school. Yeah. You're almost done. Girl, you are so close. You graduate in May this year. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is Sydney Spencer sitting next to Sydney. This is Spencer. Hey, guys. So, Spencer, <laughs> what are you up to now? Spencer is our number four. Yep. Actually, he's like, I'm your number one, but I'll take the number four. Okay, whatever. Wow, you just submitted that. Thing. <laughs> what? We're going to have to have a conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm in college right now. I go to Portland Bible College studying theology. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, I also make music, just something that I really enjoy. Um, and I'm not as good at writing songs as Sydney, but um, I do try. Debatable. <laughs> right on. And next to Spencer is Skyler. Skyler actually normally is on the other side of the camera. Every single time we do this, he's not loving being on the camera. <laughs> no. Skyler produces the show. Skyler, what's up? Uh, nothing much. I'm 25. I'm married. Been married for two years. I have a dog that's sitting at my feet right yeah, now. Willow's in the studio. She's a cute black golden doodle. Yeah. Um, almost a year old. And I produce the podcast. So if you ever hear an issue or a mistake, you can just blame it on me. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Welcome. Hey, Summer. Hey, um, I I graduated in uh, 21. Uh, I've been going to PBC for uh, Portland Bible College for uh, this last semester. Uh, I plan on uh, switching to teaching full time in the next coming semester, um, hoping to grow our ministry. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Right yeah. now. And you're teaching at the Homeschool Resource Center. What kinds of things are you teaching? I'm teaching piano and guitar. Um, I'm teaching ASL class and a um, a real-life Bible application class, and a daring class for girls, which is like Girl Scouts uh, for homeschoolers. So I love it. I'm excited about it. That's very awesome. All right, next to Summer, we have Sailor Jane. Sailor, what's up? Hi. Um, <clears throat> I don't have very much 
that's these guys do. They're all <laughs> mature. But um, <laughs> I am taking a lot of classes at the center, and um, probably my biggest thing is dance. Oh, yeah. I'm also 12. You're also 12 years old, and you're dancing on point this year for mm-hmm. the first year, so that's exciting. How yeah. long have you been taking dance? Uh, I don't know how many years. I think since I was five. Yep, so a long time. So that's exciting. That's good to see. Yay. All right, and next to Sailor, we have Sierra, who is our newlywed in the room. Ooh. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> I have a piece of paper that says I'm guilty as charged. <laughs> so when did you graduate? Oh, I graduated in 2012. And I am 20, I'm a fresh 29. I almost said I was 28. <laughs> That's not true because now I'm 29. Yep. And yeah, living in Camas, I'm working uh, full-time in graphic design. I work part-time for uh, our church and part-time here at the MomStrong International Ministry and do all the design work for the Bible studies. And I do freelance work, but graphic design is, uh, my computer is my baby yeah that's weird yeah we live and breathe together (laughs) okay that's that's not even weird that's just creepy (laughs) it is creepy and also my life (laughs) and also your life and then last but not least savannah the oldest standing appropriately standing up the one with the the one with the real baby yes not the computer baby i would hope savannah i'm 31 this is my youngest thatcher got four kids been married 10 years and I work here at the resource center. I homeschool them, the children, and I work at our church also. So juggling a lot of things. Yeah, you are doing it well yeah. too. All right. Well, I'm so, and Sydney, we failed to say how old you were. How old are you? I'm 17. 17. I'm 19. So the, so my kids right now ranging in age from 12 to 31. And so it's a, it's a lot. And we were saying you guys are all first generation homeschoolers, meaning I didn't know what the heck I was doing when I started homeschooling you. And one of you rightly pointed out that Sailor's like a second generation homeschooler because by the time we got to her, I'd homeschooled, you know, six kids. But you could say that the second generation is the more... Um, educated. Whoa, oh, here whoa, we go. What? Here no, we go. No, no, no. Wow. You could say that. Things are going to say higher education. <laughs> I mean, you've had more you experience. Could, you could say a lot of things, Sailor, but it doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> so I'm curious to know, and you guys can just jump in. Uh, let's let's start with the with the things that you remember. Like, what are some of your highlight reels from being homeschooled? Um, things Reels that you remember when I was being homeschooled. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Just things about being homeschooled that you remember that were, um, that kind of still stick with you as positive things, things that you're glad that we did. Because there's a lot of parents listening to this, especially who are just starting out and they're like, I, I don't even, you know, I don't even know what my kids would say. And they don't have obviously the advantage of, of having done it for a while. And I didn't either. So it's uh, curious to know. You know, what did what did we get right that you would say, I would I'd like to do this again with my own kids? Do you want me to read the first slide that you gave us or the second slide? <laughs> okay, so start with the second slide. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I, I want to say um, our uh, our road trips that we that we did were always a huge highlight for me. I mean, we met so many people on the road that, um, you know, we stopped at a grocery store and somebody would say, no, shouldn't you guys be in school? And we we're like, oh, well, we're homeschooled. They're like, what? Like all of you guys? We're like, yeah. And actually, we're from Washington. 
DC? No, state. <laughs> what? You drove all the way out here in a school year? Like, I, I always thought that was the coolest part because we learned so much going to places that we went and we mm-hmm. wouldn't have had the freedom to go there if we weren't homeschooling. And I feel like just being in homeschool ministry also, like meeting so many people, I learned a lot from other people that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to learn if I had been in a classroom and not out in those mm-hmm. convention halls. So yeah, I think road tripping is definitely my top, like that's up in the top for me. Yeah. That's good. I, we loved it too. And actually it's worth saying when we started out with the road trips, I brought all of your curriculum. Do you guys remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. How much of that did we actually do? Like none. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Honestly, like every time we went on a trip, we always planned on doing, yeah. on, on doing school and yeah. we pretty much never did. Yeah. We used them for coloring books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The boxes with the curriculum ended up like under a couch or under yeah. the RV. Yeah, yeah. I think at one point we just threw them away. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it, feel, it felt like we threw them away because I had a meltdown. I remember actually being in Gray, Tennessee, and Dad and I taking these big boxes of heavy boxes of curriculum and shipping them all home because I'm like they're taking up space in the in the motorhome. We're not going to use them. And what it turned you didn't out, see was all of us high fiving each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> I actually don't even remember having school books on the motorhome. So. Oh, wow. Tyler was just like, that's how often there. we pulled them out. I don't remember anything because I was not alive. Whoa, that's... <laughs> in, the, in the first part. No, it's true. What about you, Savannah? What do you remember? Well, I was just thinking of uh, doing unit studies. And I think my highlight when I think back to homeschooling would be us all sitting together going through the same book with mm. all the different ages. We'd read like a missionary story or whatnot. And sometimes usually Sierra liked to read. So you'd have her read. Mm-hmm. She was the visual learner. And um, I just, I don't know. I love that time together. We'd get coffee and snacks and sit down. And honestly, as we were standing here, I was thinking, why don't I do this with my kids? Like that was my favorite part. And I really don't know how you did it because I can barely get through just the books that I'm getting through. (laughs) So I'm not sure how you worked that in, but I just, it was such a sweet time for me. I felt like it was really bonding for me Mm -hmm. um, with the kids at all different ages and um, reading the Bible and missionary stories that most of my memories are that Mm -hmm. and they're really sweet. So yeah, yeah, that was my. I love that you guys have sweet memories because like I was telling Savannah the other day, most of my what I think, oh, man, the kids are never going to live, live this down or the the times that I sort of, you know, lost it or I felt like this is a bad day. and We're never going to recover. Do you guys remember uh, going to Bonneville Dam mm-hmm. and walking through the turbines there? Do you remember what led up to that moment? No. no. So what led up to it was I, I was reading to you. Um, Men of the Mississippi, right? So the snapping turtle that ends up going, right, goes all down through the the river systems. And he keeps getting stuck at the dams and the turbines would suck him in. And I was trying to explain to you what a turbine system does. So we looked it up on YouTube and I was trying to show you and I couldn't, I, there were all these just sort of blank stares and I realized, okay, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this. And then somebody started fighting and I just thought, I'm losing control. I'm losing control. And so I thought, hey, I wonder, it's in the middle of the day. I wonder if we could just go down to Bonneville Dam and actually check it out and see the turbines for ourselves. And fortunately, there was no one there. And so the there rangers. There were also no fish there. There were I also no the fish. We sat there. at the fish counter for like 25 <laughs> wow. minutes just like hoping for so a salmon. She was That's like, why, why there were no people here? there? Yeah. 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 yeah, no one was there. But I didn't go to see the fish. I mean, I went to show you guys the turbines. Yeah. And what was really cool is that because no one was there, we got to spend a lot of time. I remember they took. Um, they took us into those big, the, the room with mm-hmm. the big giant oh, yeah. turbines in them. And it was, it was awesome. But that was something that we got to do because we had the freedom to do it. 
And it took what would have been a really bad day and made it a good, <laughs> made, it, made it a good one. I do remember fun. doing that with like nature walks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember a couple times we were like, let's just go outside. And we were like, we would just go to the Richfield <laughs> Wildlife yeah. Refuge and walk around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. It's good. It gave you it gave you the freedom. So a lot of people ask, did you feel like they'll say, um, you know, what about socialization? Do you guys feel like you didn't have friends? That's did my you feel favorite like... question. I love it when people ask me that <laughs> question. That would be your favorite question. <laughs> well, I mean, like, because that, that's what I get all the time. Like, oh, man, did you have friends? I'm like, oh, that's kind of insulting. What do you mean did I have friends? Of course I have friends. Um, I mean, I feel like we had a unique thing, though, because we were involved in a ministry um, for sure. Um, yeah. So, like, Friday school um, that we did as kids, I feel like a lot of my friends are in Friday school. But also, when you have a community of other homeschool families, you're getting together and hanging out a lot anyway. And so, I didn't—I never—I never even considered being homeschooling as, de- as deprivation of friendship for me mm-hmm. at all. So. Yeah. Well, and that's up to the—that's really up to the family, right? Family yeah. gets to—family gets to decide. Spencer, what was your thoughts on things that you remember— from homeschooling um well i think it's worth noting and i think you know parents will like hearing this but i think it's worth noting that um a lot of the stuff that i remember and cherish is stuff that i really did take for granted at the time and i may have been a very frustrating child during those times um and so uh i i think that something that just like savannah said that i really look back on with fondness was reading together and i know that I was very restless um, and it could have been very frustrating, but um, the, the, the payoff on both of our ends mm-hmm. was huge. Um, so yeah, I think, I think reading was a big one, but then also um, just, uh, I, I think I really appreciated just doing things as a family um, whenever it was applicable. I remember, uh, and, and, you know, my dad's in the room and you know, he'll remember this. I remember, uh, my dad and I, and my brother, who is next to me, <laughs> building model airplanes. Yeah. As, we studied, observations. <laughs> as we studied World War II, um, and I was really young and I, and a lot of that went over my head because I was very young and, you know, I can imagine, you know, for you, dad, that would have been really frustrating. Like, you know, my, my like nine-year-old son is goofing around while I'm trying to like, you know, teach him about World War II and and build this model plane. Uh, but I still really cherish those memories, even though it may have been really um, frustrating at the time. So we we actually never finished them. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we got close. <laughs> we, we started building them and. We're we not got, dead yet. We got all the framing and the motors and the paper. And then never, Sydney was born. We <laughs> never put the paper on. But then to prepare us to fly these planes, we got a simulator. Mm. Yeah. And then that was the end of that. We just played the simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, that was cool. Well, because it was so necessary because like laughing. if you don't if you're a kid and you don't know how to fly this plane and you crash it, it's like you put all the work to build it. But the simulator was so cool, you know. It was like you could like Download like you know huge army, whatever the the like the triangle ones, the Nighthawks, yeah. whatever they're called, and you can fly them and go super fast. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I can see why but you stopped just making remember. the real ones for that. <laughs> but look at the memories that came out of it. I remember also during that time, um, my dad took us to uh, the Boeing Aaron's. Aaron Space Museum mm-hmm. up in uh, Tacoma, mm-hmm. like just south of Seattle. And that was so cool. Like, mm-hmm. I still totally remember that. Um, mm-hmm. 
And again, even though I was really young and I can't like answer trivia from that time because I was a, a small child, it was still worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Sydney, what about you? What's your, we're hurrying with Sydney today because she's got to go to work. Yeah. She's a working girl. Um, two things. I remember one of them. Okay. Well, I don't have, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't have that many memories of actually doing school. <laughs> what? <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> I was like thinking about that. I was like, wow, I can't actually recall anything except for the secret life of Fred or something. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you no, the that. life of did, Fred. Yeah, not the we secret did, life. We did <laughs> the secret. It was so only secret, secret actually. Because we didn't tell anyone we were doing life. <laughs> yeah. No, we did a lot of that. I remember that because my dad would read to me mm-hmm. and I, like sit in his lap and he read to me like literally every single day and I never got bored of it because that's actually a really good. Life book. of Fred's actually really good curriculum. <laughs> I read it now. Like, I learned. do you remember why we started that? Because uh, I sucked at math. <laughs> yeah. so, still you suck needed, at math. You needed a different approach to math, right? And that made math come alive for you, which is why you liked it. And all of a sudden, you were like, "Hey, I'm actually not bad at this," and you weren't. You just needed. A different approach. I love those books. <laughs> Think about them. I remember, I remember reading them, but I don't remember what they were about at all. They were I just remember the they story was kind of different. I just different remember stories. it being like um, very confusing for me, but I thought it was so cool. Yeah. So I like got to sit with like the older kids mm-hmm. and read the and read the books, and I mm-hmm. thought that was really. Yeah, you would have been like, how old would she have been? Oh goodness. The womb. Little. Little child. Super tiny. She was little. I think um, the reading. I, do you remember that too, Sierra? You remember reading together? Yeah, and we, we read. I mean, I remember all the missionary stories we would yeah, read. Sure. Um, and I think that the stories and like our reading time together was, for me, I think it now looking back, there was, it had more to do with giving like rhythm and structure and like, creating these like habitual habits is that a double negative which equals a positive mom taught me that you know <laughs> habits on habits mom didn't teach you that no, she <laughs> just yes she did hey don't jip me <laughs> it just created some rhythm rhythm into life that mm-hmm. helped kind of give structure and and even I think about um, scripture in Proverbs that says to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. And I think back on things like that, like that being very, um, you know, prophetic scripture over even just our family with that time of of reading. Like, because you're not just, obviously, it's not just about the education piece. And I think mm-hmm. even Sydney, to your point of like, I don't remember doing school. I think it's because it has more to do with the fact that that was just a part of our life being together and growing together and and learning things that you don't even remember because it was just a part of your life. Like, um, this, I think of the social aspect. Like, we were never not doing something and we were never yeah. not around people. Like, we always had friends and family and church events and co-op events and uh, field trip events and things like that. But I think about our day always more often than not, always started with getting up together, having breakfast together and praying together and being in the word together and then starting school. And then we would go do those things. And it's just, I think it's more about that rhythm and that structure. And this is what we do as believers and followers of Jesus is every day we get together and we are together and we study the word together and we encourage each other together. And, and that, you know, as life comes and ebbs and flows it 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 becomes in in different ways like that's what that looked like for us in that season and obviously as our family grew and seasons changed that started to look a little bit different but for that season in particular 
um, mm-hmm. that that's what that looked like. And mm-hmm. it, there was a lot of richness and fruit that came out of it. It's precious too, I think, to think about because a lot of people listening to this feel like that's the one, that's the thing that's a waste of time. Like parents feel like we got to get up and start the math book or we got to get up and do the thing. And speaking of getting up and doing the thing, we all need to bid Sydney a fond adieu. She because still wanted to know her two things. Oh, you had two oh, things. No. Oh, just say her two, two things. things. Two Savannah's things. like, what about Sydney's things? I'm on oh, the edge oh. of my seat. The other thing was, um, I just, I remember like going to my mom a lot. Like if I was bored and didn't know what I should be doing, especially if I'm not doing homework, because clearly I don't remember doing that at all. <laughs> I would like, go, I'd be like, mom. What do I do? And she'd always she'd always send me outside and tell me to look under rocks for like creatures. And I still remember that. I like remember walking out in the rain alone and lifting up like rocks and thinking I was like the man for lifting this rock <laughs> and like seeing a worm. And I was like, wow, this worm is so cool. And I went inside and never forgot about that worm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys brought all kinds of creatures to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I also went into the forest and went bring back like millipedes yeah. and oh, like snails and stuff. Do you remember Gladys the Mantisaur? I remember. Yes. I had a I had a praying mantis named Gladys the Mantisaur that yes. Spencer caught. Did yeah. I catch it? No, we I fed caught it spiders. It. And then we were like, we want to see how many insects it, this will win in a fight oh, with. No. Yeah. So we basically got this she big Tupperware container, and we were like, this is like our arena, and we gave that thing <laughs> the biggest spiders we could find. I hate spiders, so but cool. but it was worth it. Uh, the <laughs> Gladys the Mantisaur won every time. Oh yeah, she was so cool. <laughs> oh my, cool. Gladys the Mantisaur. But when you live in the woods, there's lots of creatures. You found rubber boas. Summer did. I did that. Summer's like, that was me. I shall take. I was digging an underground fort when I found the first one. I love it. And I'll say that makes sense for for Sydney, too, because now the creature lover is Sid the Kid. Yeah, Sid the Kid. Mm. Creature lovers. (laughs) We have lots of... All right, you guys, bit of fond adieu to Sydney. She's going to go to work. Very well, Sydney. Go make some toast. Love you, Sydney. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So another like parents, kind of their worst fears whenever we talk to people who are sort of perspective homeschoolers are like, I just don't know if my, you know, did you hear people who don't understand first thing about home education and think that, well, if your kids are homeschooled, they're somehow not going to, they're going to leave your house and then stumble out into the world and not know how to interact with people, or they can't get a job, or they can't go to college. I guess I'm going to start with Savannah on this one, because you were the oldest, the experimental. You were the true experiment. You and Sierra and Skylar, I think, when I felt truly like, wow, if this doesn't work, the therapy bills are going to be really high. (laughs) They are really high. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So you, 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 and I mean, you said, because you were on the show last week or two weeks ago, and you said sort of the same thing. You had the same sort of fear that I did. Like, I wonder if I'm going to be okay when I go to college. I did, yeah. There was definitely a part of me that was kind of nervous because, I mean, we did tests at home and stuff, but I felt like I didn't really have anything to compare myself to. So I really wasn't sure. I kind of just went into it like, well, I hope I'm ready for this. I hope (laughs) that this will work. And I I wasn't so much worried that I wouldn't get into college, but I was worried about like... How you do once you got there. Yeah. If I'd actually be able to keep up and get good grades and all that. Um, And I did. I 
I did just fine. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then once I saw peers who were public schooled, I was like, well, I'm really not. I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And Sierra, you had kind of a similar, I remember when you were young, and I, I think this was something that we stumbled into sort of accidentally, but we noticed that you had a, a real eye for graphic design. And the thing that sticks out in my mind, it could have predated this and probably did, but you went outside one day when we were sort of trying to clean up after the Christmas stuff and it had been snowing and you found a Christmas light that had fallen off of a strand that we had on our house and it was laying in the snow and I would have just picked it up and put it in the garbage, whatever. But Sierra took, was it a, was it a disposable camera? I can't remember. No, it was one of those little Canon point and shoot. A point and shoot. But you like got right down eye level in the snow with that thing. I still remember it being pretty. It was yeah. like a little Christmas miracle right there, dying in the snow. Dying in the snow. But I think just sort of noticing, Dad and I have seen in you and all the kids individually, unique gifts and talents that we really tried to give you opportunity to express. And you ended up taking that uh, that eye for design, and that's what you do for a living. Well, actually, I was talking to someone about this recently. This, to me, because that's when I was probably... Um, maybe 13 or mm-hmm. so. And I remember living in Mount Vernon, uh, in Northern Washington and being like seven. And like, I have really fond memories of like getting this like weird dopamine rush to play <laughs> with the paint tools on windows. Like I just loved the paint tool. I don't know why. Like I even I just remember being like, I love this thing. And like, I'd pull it up and I'd make nothing. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but I remember loving it. I would like take the whole, like the fill tool and I'd fill the whole page with like green and be like, what? And I get the eraser and I'd like erase part of it. And like, you know, I'm like seven, I'm doing nothing. But like, I just loved it. And then, uh, and yeah, that, I feel like that just all, all of my life being like being able to create things on the computer and take pictures was something that I just like, just, I loved it. And I was, I don't even know if I was, I didn't even care if I was good at it. I guess I just loved doing it. And, um, and I, I think I, what I tell people when they ask about like homeschooling or like starting graphic design, or if I went to school because I didn't, um, that's usually what I'll say is I just, I found these things that I really liked and my parents like would push me in that corner. Like, oh, you like this? Stay here. Oh, you <laughs> like this? Go, we're, we're going to use this for school. Go outside and take a picture of it and then write about it or, or whatever, or go like, I remember Savannah brought up um, doing those unit studies and I would like, I think maybe we both did. I'm not sure. You were a little more crafty than I was Savannah, but um, as far as like doing our unit studies, I would pretty much only do them on the computer. And I loved making them like doing our sheets that we would, you know, write up after our studies. And I would just, I would get excited about making them on the computer, but, um, being able to do that and looking back on like how the skills that I, things that I really enjoyed and that I was figuring that I was good at, like mixing that in with our everyday life and our education, making it fun. And, and that, and that really was what pushed me into, uh, doing that now as an adult. And I remember getting out, um, you know, towards the end of high school and you guys giving me opportunity to work alongside the ministry or stuff at home or whatever. Like, and I'm sure maybe it was a little bit of both. Like, we don't want to do this. Sierra, you do it. <laughs> but also like, that's, and that's actually great. still happening. You're doing it. <laughs> this is great for us. <laughs> and it really was a win-win because I like doing it. You didn't want to do it. So it was great. 
Um, but yeah, that some, that was that really was the thing that catapulted me into being able to do it full time, which kind of pushed me. So you know, um, rewind. 2012, I graduate high school and I'm like kind of floundering, not sure what I'm going to do, feeling like my life was a disaster and there was no hope for me. And I, um, I did Everyone what, feels that way when they graduate from high school for a little bit, I think. That's true. I did what all the St. John's had done because that's just what we did. And I was wanting to do it. I, uh, I went to Multnomah uh, University where Savannah had gone and my mom went there and dad went there. My grandma went there. My grandpa went there and everyone had gone to Multnomah and that's just what you do. Plus, I didn't want to be in ministry. So for me, it was like, okay, my family's done this. I want to be in ministry. And, you know, what better way to use up my time than go and get an education in Bible and theology towards something I want to do. So I um, I actually had a much easier time getting in than Savannah did. Maybe you kind of spearheaded the way for me, but I, I was only there for like four months. I just decided after I'd gotten there that, the skill sets that I'd had and things that I wanted to do, I had learned growing up to just do them on my own. Like I was very well self-taught. Everything I've learned in, in my, in my vocation, in my job, I've taught myself or, I mean, dad would use Illustrator and Photoshop. And so he would show me some things, but I feel like dad would show me some things and get me going. And then everything I wanted to know, I just YouTube it. <laughs> YouTube was my university. That's the girl that we met at Sydney's coffee shop the other day. She was there just displaying her cookies, and it was amazing, this really young girl. And Dad was like, where did you learn how to do this? She's like, YouTube. Of course. <laughs> That's where we learn well, everything I now. I really feel like— Yeah, you want to build a jet engine? YouTube. It's— yeah, maybe not. If you want, <laughs> Please, if you want to be some kind of a, you know, doctor, maybe don't YouTube yeah. that. But um, I—looking back, I think I see the— the influence and the life that came through community and family for me personally, and just my own testimony, where I am now is because of the people that God put in my life that saw things in me and poured into me in that, or that saw things in me and gave me opportunity. Even when I, they probably didn't, he probably for sure didn't have to, but they I'm sure could have found someone that was more qualified than I was. But without people in my life seeing me and giving me opportunity and giving me resources, I mean, that was that was our Boompon Sweetie that gave me my first camera when I was 13 years old. He gave me a DSLR, which I had no business having, <laughs> but I took care of that thing and I used that thing all throughout high school. And that DSLR is what really pushed me into photography and encouraged me in that art and it really is that. And I think just for us as adults looking at the next generation, like that's our job is to look at them and nurture in them and encourage them in things that, that they, I mean, I mean, they don't even have to be good at it. I think if they have an interest in something, encourage it. Like they might go down that path for a minute and be like, Ooh, you actually don't love Savannah this. Savannah wanted to be a vet at one point, I remember. <laughs> and so we gave her opportunity. We started looking at, you know, what's involved in being a vet. And I remember Savannah, I don't remember even what, changed your mind but you came home and heard yeah I'm not doing that <laughs> I'm good I'm good yeah I do think this is one of the biggest benefits of homeschooling when your kids are at school you don't see them very often so right. even just the fact that you don't spend as much time with them means that you're not as able to notice those things that they're interested in the teachers at school are seeing that but they're also seeing 50 other kids so they don't have that focus on the one child 
And this starts at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you were playing on paint at seven years old. Yeah, raise your hand if you know what the paint tool was in Windows. Yes. From Um, Windows 98. My (laughs) son was like, I don't know what that is. My son Noah has been very, he has this entrepreneur spirit in him. And it's been like this since he was a very young kid. He still is young. He's only nine. But years ago, he decided that he could sell rocks. And he got rocks, just regular old rocks from our yard. And he would go sales pitch to everyone. That would be $5. Listen, (laughs) he sold rocks. I think the most he got for a rock was like 20 bucks. And it was just. How do you say no to him? Someone being nice. (laughs) Um, But now that hasn't gone away. And at the time, I was like, Noah, you cannot sell rocks. That is just, I won't allow it. But then you want a pet rock, little boy? (laughs) (laughs) He went out and he did it. He sold he sold rocks to the neighbors. He sold rocks. Mm -hmm. I mean, kids came from those are called guilty purchases. He's very convincing. So this year, I told him, and then that kind of went away. Then at our handicraft fair, he wanted to sell again, and so he's like, I'm just going to sell polished rocks. And I'm like, No. You have to actually make something to sell. So we made rock keychains. He was so into it. He made all those rock keychains. We made like probably 50 of them. Of course, I helped him. It needed took a lot of effort on my part, honestly. And uh, when we got there, I made him sit in the booth. He did all the math. And it was, it was great. Well, we are out of time for today. I appreciate you guys so much tuning into the podcast. And I hope you are enjoying listening to my interview with the St. John 7 as much as I have enjoyed recording it. And uh, we're going to come right back here tomorrow and I will air part two of my interview here at the intersection of faith and culture. 